Excuse me. Uh, what are we doing? We, we've used every known technique. It's a curious word to use, eh? Keve? Yeah. Then that verbial, Sijimenev, sealed, <laughs> buried. Excuse me. Uh, what, what, what are you, what are you it's doing? It's not coffin. It's not door to heaven. Is. Stargate. Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. Today we'll be talking about Project Stargate. No, not the 1994 classic sci-fi adventure starring Kurt Russell and James Spader, though we do recommend you watch that. Instead, we'll be discussing the secret program also called Stargate. This program was uh, declassified by the CIA in 1995 after 17 years of doing some really interesting experiments with remote viewing and other psychic espionage. We talk about all sorts of things related to these topics. Uh, Tim reads our favorite remote viewing account from Stargate, and Chris shows off his impressive astral projection abilities in real time. So please, swallow the rest of your Inthia gems, climb into your sensory deprivation tank, and crank up the volume, because this is Against All Oddities. the question about what this episode will be on we did do an episode called remote viewing right because we talked about esp i think yes it was esp not uh, yeah viewing. so this this would be remote viewing but i also think i have an argument to make later that it's not remote viewing it's astral projection yes it involves specifically the declassified cia files which are amazing i love them there's like such good uh, reading. it's like fun reading for me they're so I- good they're so good I got to touch on that list in a second uh, that I want to go over with uh, Stargate. And if anything, as a reminder to us for a follow-up and maybe even have a small follow-up episode later to it, because it's so much we can't even research it. I mean, it is years and years, very documented, a hundred, it's like 12,000 PDFs or how many that's, that's like the entire uh, Stephen King's dark tower series in government form yeah Probably which is slower reading page. than stephen king it's a little <laughs> slower it's like a little slower and some of them are hard to read there's a lot of pictures though yeah, yeah i love the pictures everything is awesome about it every i i love it so i so this, i'll go can, into the details to, do, what do you guys want to start it off with like what started this and what project stargate was i'll tell you that it did start in 1978 yep. and continued to the uh through the in, into the early 90s but um project started stargate at fort meade government program but uh do you guys yeah. want to explain I mean, sure. it and then t- talk about what came why we're talking about this episode and then tim can tell the the mars part of it the mars yeah. is my favorite one you had a bunch of stuff going on there's actually a guy and this is kind of getting into what i was going to talk about a little later is Bob Monroe, uh, who started kind of the whole um, remote viewing thing and astral projection or mm. weird dream interpretation. Bob Monroe in like 1958, I think his was his first book and one in the 60s, like Journeys Out of the Body. And he formed the Monroe Institute, which is in Virginia. Um, dad knows where that is. That's awesome. And um, he and a lot of it almost is like analyzing sleep paralysis and other other stuff. But at the same time, you had the see if you've seen Men Who Stare at Goats, you kind of get the idea of what it's like. And uh, the CIA, at the, they were desperate for knowledge on uh, what the Russians are doing, and they're open to these new age ideas. Think about sixties, all, all this uh, other stuff, and they're like, "All right, is there anything to it?" And there's some of the stuff like nailed it on the head. And at the time, satellite imagery wasn't that great. And this one mm-hmm. remote viewer whose name I didn't write down because I'm pulling this story out of memory. One of them said, hey, the Russians are building the biggest nuclear submarine on ever to have been built. It's being built 
20 miles off land, uh, blah, blah, blah. And the intelligence guys were like, oh, this is a bullshit program. I told you that's impossible, blah, 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 blah. And then six months later, you see this giant canal forming like yeah. in Russia. And it was, it was, they, he, he saw exactly what it was and where it was on his own. Like he saw Russians remote viewing, whatever, like spying on the Russians. Mm -hmm. uh, but what happened is they did all these other experiments, blah, blah, blah. Some of them are spooky, like the drawings behind you, like the one person project. We suck at this apparently because we tried it before. Like those grapes are kind of spot on behind your head. But uh, we suck at it. But what they determined was when the satellite technology in the 90s got hyper advanced at that point, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, you could think of uh, the Harrison Ford movie, uh, Patriot Games, right? Mm -hmm. Like zoom mm -hmm. in and you can see the people. That's way more accurate than remote viewers and reliable. So you have a satellite, oh, you can spy on actual individual people at that point you know, all right, close the program down, which they did. And then about three years ago, they released all of the documents that they had on it, which is yeah. crazy. And, and they're great reading material. Yeah, they're I'm wonderful. I'm uh, gonna take, hold on to the uh, talking for a minute and go over, I just wanna list off. Yeah. And this is the list that I sent from you from some random Reddit dude that pulled out the more interesting things. And I'm, all, I'm only gonna read about a quarter of them. The number one, which I'm downloading and the three of us are going to read is a 98 page, the manual, the uh, controlled remote viewing manual from the CIA was released. It's so good. F and A, yes. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. I haven't, I haven't, I looked at some of it, but not all of it. It reads pretty much like every government spec I've bid on for <laughs> stuff before, but you know, it's, it's I, I'm looking forward to it. They have analysis, uh, study of paranormal phenomenon by means of experiment at the microscopic level nice. from the CIA. Um, you have a remote action experiment with a schizophrenic. You have analysis of brain waves in the uh, Qigong function state. We talked about that a little bit about that uh, meditation practice. Mm -hmm. uh, you have psychokinesis. Uh, from uh, the CIA uh, remote EM sources. Uh, you have psycho weapons, bioelectrical weapons. That was an early 90s one they did. Um, several different brief briefings, effect of, of hypnosis on remote viewing, um, the uh, study of different brave brain waves, and the, again, the uh, Qigong uh, meditation thing, which we need to look up. The mm -hmm. infrasonic weapon, the human biofield is a combination of infrared microwave and electronic fields or electrostatic fields. I didn't even understand it when I was reading it. <laughs> All crazy. Or the experimental psychic probe of the planet Jupiter, like you said, from Ingo Swan. Yeah, um, it was Ingo Swan. Yeah, uh, you have different dossier, uh, dossiers. They have uh, information papers from the Monroe Institute um all kinds of stuff and the soviets were doing the same stuff at the same time you know like everyone was nuts on it so not to jump into conspiracy too early and something as bizarre as this but there, there were some theories that the they created the stargate project and all of these other uh sort of inquiries into the paranormal and uh psychokinesis and remote viewing and they really put a legit effort into it but they wanted the the fact that they were doing that to leak to get to other countries so other countries are like what's the u.s up to and they're like oh they're into uh supernatural uh, uh weaponized scrying and spying so like just as a distraction but they actually maybe yeah found maybe. Some i mean legitimate responses that they weren't the whole, expecting. that is maybe an aspect but the reason why they were even maybe spinning that that tale was because the only reason why the Americans were kind of investing money and infrastructure into this was because the Russians were doing it. <laughs> they were like, well, if the Russians are doing it, we need to put $20 million towards this program too. And so they're like, well, if we're putting $20 million, that was a lot more money back then, uh, towards this thing, that's a good psych ops that we could do. Like we should should imply that we're putting way more money into that so that Russia doubles down too and invest their resources, you know? Yeah, so and I, like okay, a cat mouse game. Point, point proven to that fact was in the uh, movie 
Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Kate Blanchett's character. <laughs> I've never heard of that movie. Yeah, what, what, who, who did that one? What's, what is it? <laughs> it sounds interesting. What's it, what's it about? I don't want to ruin the plot. Me, it reminds no me spoilers. of a comic book I read as a kid. I don't, the, the, I don't. No spoilers. Like, oh yeah, definitely not a UFO. And people are like, definitely a UFO. And the Air Force is like, yes. No one's <laughs> going to see the stealth bomber. You know, like, because think about if you saw the stealth bomber in the late 70s, you'd be like, WTF is that? You know? I still would. If I saw the self bomber fly by, that's no, crazy. Like it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do flyovers on football games, and you're kind of like, "What? W- what is that one?" Although I gotta say, it's also pretty much like the uh, weird Nazi wing planes. You know, that's probably another one of those designs off the Nazi engineers we stole in Russia. Stole and they stole it too. from occult images <laughs> from like yeah. a hieroglyph in Mesopotamia or who knows. But, oh. Yeah. That's my favorite part of Indiana Jones too, is fighting the evil Nazis and getting these ancient occult artifacts yeah. back or religious artifacts. It's so great. Yeah, I mean, oh. that's what attracted me to it as like a kid, even. And everybody, and my yeah. oh, uh, totally. actually, my orchestra teacher said why it's interesting, and this is in the early '90s or whatever. He was like, you know, or probably 1990-ish. He was like, look, the. Uh, you know, the, the reason Indiana Jones is so popular is because at this point, science can explain everything. And mm-hmm. people love to have that sens- sense of mystery and adventure. And something like, you, so you go back and you look at, at these, uh, you know, unknown things and this adventure and you put myth. it in a time. It's like, it's like the exploring human need for myth. And you're going back in time where it was at the beginning of the this weird technology boom or whatever right like you Mm -hmm. go back to the 30s everything's still kind of new and technology is just getting you around the planet so or like there was the concept that you could attain myth back like because it's it's not current right like like none of us were alive in the 1930s and uh, neither were our parents and and so that was the time period where maybe because it's close we can identify with it but far enough away that we yeah, our grandparents were all four of our grandparents were alive in the 30s yeah but not our parents not our parents but we we have some it's yeah like, there's yeah there's like a connection but to i it. think that's appropriate too because i think we're about as close to our grandparents as we can connect to the 30s like that it's yeah. distant but it's like palpable i'm still drawn to myth because you know we, our world is only shrinking you know i think uh we need a word from our sponsor right now if by my life or death i can protect you i will you can have my sword. And you have my bow. And my axe. And my paranormal insurance from Dorfu.com. For just a few bucks, I can protect us from all kinds of stuff from the likes of ghosts and haints and spooks and who knows what lies up ahead. Just go to Dorfu.com and get you some. Works for all sorts of champions, magic rings, and potions not included. We're back from the commercials. Let's get back into this. Yeah, but picture behind me is uh, Bob Monroe, who died in 1995. Um... Who's Bob Monroe? Oh yeah, because you told us. <laughs> <laughs> he started the Monroe Institute. Boom, Monroe there Institute. There you go. Where in Virginia? Boom, Monroe. Boom. I can tell that's in Virginia just looking at that one picture. Yeah, it looks like it's near Charlottesville. Uh, yeah, yeah it's. I, I think it's in Lovingston near Emily and Dennis's old house. Yeah, whatever. West of uh, east of Lynchburg, west of Farmville, south of Charlottesville, Lovingston. Mm-hmm. To to get back to Stargate. And the declassified um, CIA files, of which there's a million of them. Nate sent three, all of which are very interesting. Uh, yeah. One was sort of like spying on some aliens. That's the Jupiter one. Yeah, the Jupiter one. The other one was the uh, uh, searching for the Ark of the Covenant. And my favorite one awesome. is the... Um, yeah, it's so cool. Is the Mars one. So I'm trying to, I was pulling it up and this is going to be, I think Joseph McMonagall was the Mm -hmm. one that did the Mars. He seems like he's pretty good. He seems pretty legit. Like he's pretty. Both he and Amigo The Joe uh, McMonagall. Joe McMonagall. Yes. Guess what? I think he's dad's friend. Dad's friend. Because dad was talking about this guy he know, knew that was at Fort Meade at Project Stargate, and he's exactly dad's age. 
and he, he said, looks uh, like someone dad would know too. he looks like one of dad's friends <laughs> and dad said on his birthday they would uh uh, he he would have to guess what his present is because everyone knew he was yes. like a remote viewer and they would wrap it up and like I Weird think Dennis, Dennis or whatever took duct tape and wrapped it up a billion times and handed him this box and he was like oh it's a new screwdriver or whatever and it was a pocket knife and it was Chris can answer this question in editing hey Chris you asked dad if that's his friend what is the answer <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he's also the guy like after he would remote view something, he would go to that area because if he got yep. it right, he needed to confirm for himself. For himself and, and later think... work for the FBI, he found missing children. That's yeah, so and cool. if time time isn't linear, then you have to go to that area oh. at some point to uh it, he said he, it. and he didn't know if that was why or not, right? But he did it anyway just because he didn't want to Yeah, you don't want to break the cycle. You don't want to fuck working. it up. Yeah, like that's his job. Yeah, and it's FBI and CIA and important stuff happening. You got to do it, you know. All right. Plus, it's so, a good excuse on the government dime to be like, "Oh yeah, I think I need to go to Fiji for two weeks." <laughs> I <laughs> need to eat, eat I don't think the FBI foods. ever needed to remote view into Fiji. <laughs> probably I need uh, to go there to might downtown be a kidnapper. <laughs> no, that's where they're hiding. Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so picture picture him, uh, 1988, a, uh, a younger strapping adult. He's a cool guy that he can do that. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read the declassified thing and then at the CIA. If, this is at Fort Meade in at the Fort 80s. Meade yeah. in some weird locked up room or something. It's two people. No, yeah, that, not, not only was it a weird locked up room, but they had a meditation like chamber in the in the building that was like a foot like thick steel cube so they could they could trap out like a all... faraday cage yeah so i'll i'll tell you what happened and then i'm going to read it or okay. he, he could speed it up at like 50 times okay so the situation is mcmonagall is handed a sealed envelope coupled with geographic coordinates so nate was right about that the sealed envelope was given to him immediately prior to the interview the envelope was not opened until after the interview in the envelope was a three by five card with the following information the planet mars time of interest approximately one million years bc selected geographic coordinates provided by the parties requested the information were verbally given to the subject during the interview and it's the geographic coordinates aren't exciting they're seven two seven one oh one six oh four nine oh eight stuff like that so uh plus 10 minutes ready to start it's government uh like script so it's kind of weird to read it just so so our listeners know like he doesn't know he's doing mars it is sealed in the envelope he thinks he's looking for a target on earth which is extra confusing okay yeah so really it is, so he didn't yeah. open it up okay. no not he, till he after. did not open it he was told he has a place and a time and it's in a sealed envelope and so he's like holding a sealed envelope with the three by five card in it and uh, so this is him. Oh, that is weird as shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Okay, so here it is. All right, now, using the information in the envelope I've provided, exclusively focusing your attention now, using the information in the envelope, focus on 40.89 degrees north, 9.59 degrees west. And he says, I want to say it looks like, uh, I don't know. It sort of looks, I, uh, I got an oblique view of a, a pyramid or pyramid form. It's very high. It's kind of sitting in a, a large, depressed area. It's yellowish, uh, ochre-colored. All right, move into the time, to the time indicated in the envelope. I've provided you. Describe what's happening. I'm tracking severe, severe clouds, more like dust storm. Uh, it's a geologic problem. Seems to be like uh, just a minute. Uh, I've got to iron this out. It's really weird. Just report <laughs> your raw perceptions at this time. You're still early in the session. I'm looking at, at uh, after effect of major geologic problem. Okay, go back to the time before the geologic problem. Um, total different. It's uh, before there's no, uh, I don't know. Oh, hell. It's, it's like mountains of dirt appear, then disappear. Uh, when you go before, see uh, large flat surfaces, very uh, smooth angles, walls. They're, they're really large, though. I mean, they're megalithic. Uh, all right, at this period in time, before the geologic activity, look around. 
in and around this area and see if you can find any activity. I'm seeing, uh, it's like a perception of a shadow of people, very tall, thin. It's only a shadow. It's, it's as if they were there and they're not, not, not there anymore. Go back to a period of time where they are there. Um, um, it's, it's like I get a lot of static on the line and everything. It's breaking up all the time. Very fragmenty places. Just report on the raw data. Don't try to put things together. Just report on the raw data. I just keep seeing very large people. They appear thin and tall, but they're very large, uh, wearing some kind of strange clothes. All right, now holding this in time period, holding in this time period, I want to move from your physical location to the space to another physical location. But in this time period, move now to 46.45 north, 353.22 east. Move in this time to 46.45 north, 353.22 east. Deep inside a cavern, not a cavern, more like a canyon. Um, I'm looking up very uh, up the sides of a steep wall that seemed to go on forever. And there's like uh, a structure with a, it's like a wall with the, with the canyon itself have been carved. Again, I'm getting a very large structures, no, uh, uh, no intricacies, huge sections of smooth stone. Do the structures have insides and outsides? Yes, they're very, it's, it's like a rabbit worm. Corners of rooms, they're, they're really huge. I don't I feel like I'm standing in one. It's just really huge. Perception is that the ceiling is very high. Walls, very wide. Plus, uh, real time, plus 22 minutes. Yes, that would be correct. All right, I'd like uh, to move now to another location nearby. All right. Move from this point in time to 45.86 north, 354.1 east. They have a, uh, uh, appears to be at the end of a very large road and there's a, a marker thing that's very large. Keep getting Washington Monument overlay. It's, it's like an obelisk. All right, from this point, then let us move to another point. Move now to 35.26 north, 213.24 east. It, it's like I'm in the middle of a, a huge circular basin of the range mountains by almost all the way around, very ragged, ragged mountains, very tall, basins very, very, very large, scale seems to be off or something. It's just very big, everything's big. I understand the problem, just continue. See just a, a right angle corner to something, but that that's all, I don't see anything else. Okay, then let's move a little different place, very close. Move from the point you are now, and this time to 34.6 north, 213.09 east. The cluster of squares up and down, um, it's like you want to make them square anyway. They're, they're almost flush with the ground and it's like they're, they're connected. Something very white reflects light. What's your position of observation as you look at this thing that reflects light? I'm amid uh, a bleak left angle. Sun is, uh, sun is weird. Look, look back down at the ground now and we're going to move just a little bit from this place. Just a little bit from this place. 34.57 north, 212.22 east. It's like I can just perceive uh, uh, like a, a radiating pattern of some kind. It's like some really uh, strange intersecting kind of roads that are dug into valleys, you know, where a road is just a little below the edge. Tell me about the shapes of these things. They're like real neat channels. They're very deep. It's, it's like a road went down. Okay, now I have, I noticed electrically you're nulled out a little bit, and I want you to stay deep in the recapture of your focus here. It's really tough. It seems like it's just always very sporadic. I realize this. It's very important that you maintain your focus. I have a movement exercise again for you, and this is some considerable distance away. So holding the focus in time, remember the focus in time that you had before and moving now to 15 degrees north, 198 degrees east. See the um, intersecting, uh, whatever these are, aqueduct things, these rounded bottom carved channels like roadbeds. See, uh, see pointed tops of something on the horizon even the horizon looks funny and weird it's like a, a different misty like it's really far away very vague okay another movement now to 80 degrees south 80 degrees south 64 degrees east see pyramids can't tell if overlay or not because they're different okay do these pyramids have insides and outsides uh-huh got both and they're huge it's really uh it's an interesting perception i'm i'm getting um, I think that he's losing his ability to move accurately, but he is attracted to things that are interesting. So we're going to go with his own. We're, we're going to let him go ahead and explore what seems to be interesting to him rather than move the targets indicated here. It's filtered from storms or something. Say that again. They're like shelters from storms. These structures you're seeing? Yes, they're designed for that. All right, go inside one of these and find some activity. Tell me about 
different chambers, uh, but they're almost stripped of any kind of furnishings or anything. It's like a strictly functional place for, for sleeping, or that's not a good word. Hi hibernation, some form. I can't get a real raw input. Storms, savage storms, and, and sleeping through storms. Tell me about the ones who sleep through the storms. <laughs> uh, a very tall, again, very, very large people, but they're thin. They look thin because they're height and they, they dress like an, oh hell, it's like a real light silk, but it's not flowing type clothing. It's like cut to fit. Move close to one of them and ask them to tell you about themselves. They're ancient people. They're, uh, they're dying. It's past their time. It's past their age. Tell me about this. They're very philosophic about it. They're, they're looking for uh, a way to survive and they, they just can't. Plus 40 minutes, definite voltage reversal can't seem to get their way out they can't seem to find their way out so they're they're hanging on while they look or wait for something to return or, or something coming with the answer what is it they're waiting for there uh evidently was a, a group or a party of them that went to find a new place to live it's it's like i'm getting all kinds of overwhelming input of the corruption of their environment it's it's failing very rapidly and this group went somewhere like a long way to find another place to live what was the cause of the atmospheric disturbance or the environmental disturbance I see a picture of a, a picture like, uh, oh hell, it's almost a warp. It, uh, oh God, this is difficult. It's it's like going, let's see, the raw data. Oh, I got a globe. Uh, it's like a globe that goes through a comet tail or it's through a, a river or something, but it's all very cosmic. It's, it's like space pictures. All right, now before you leave this individual, ask him if there's any way that you, ask him if he knows who you are and is there any way you can help him in this present predicament? All right, I get is that they, they must just wait, doesn't know who I am, think he perceives I'm a hallucination or something. Okay, when the others left, these people are waiting. When when the others left, how did they go? Get an impression of a, uh, don't, don't know what the hell it is. It looks like an inside of a, a larger boat, very rounded walls and shiny metal. Go along with them on their journey and find out where it is they go. Im impression of a really crazy place with volcanoes and gas pockets and strange plants. Very volatile place. It's very much like going from the frying pan into the fire. Differences, there seems to be a lot of vegetation where the other place did not have it. And different kind of storm. Alright, it's time to come back now to the sound of my voice. In the present time, right now, the 22nd of May, 1984, the sound of my voice. Move now back to the room, back to the sound of my voice, back further now to the sound of my voice on the 22nd of May. 1984 end of interview so good i have a dis my disappointing my the skeptic side of me says that as if he was able to to sort of perceive what was on the card without knowing it it he sort of that's what he made up that was his narrative that he made up but he didn't know he didn't that, need to know it it, well that that's the thing if if you said 1 million mars bc he could his imagination could come up with everything right but so I think... is his technical thing here's the and here's what you're about to say i think is was he actually astral projecting to a million years ago on mars or was he reading the guy's thoughts that wrote the card down oh oh I, I so same that. same vein same vein but it's it's like he was he he guessed the card he guessed the card correctly and he made up his story without knowing that he had guessed the card correctly if it, he was would, in project stargate he was doing that shit that chris had up on a screen with like where it says target object mm -hmm. and one person was drawing and the other person was guessing and there's like a foot of steel that like look at that grape shit that is not a coincidence or the bird what's the devil one holy shit that's i know i uh it's pretty good too it's That's... cut off uh, in the image i've gone to it's it's it you can find it online this is yuri geller and it was like how yuri geller convinced the cia to give him money or something but it um you can find all these images online he was a mentalist though right mm -hmm. like, yeah that's what i'm saying if if let's say you had a card that said mars a million years ago and then you described it that that might be what it like you could make up a story like that, but he didn't realize that he, the information he was making up a story. That's the skeptic side of me. The, um, Oh my God. Does that mean Elon Musk is going to have to send Joe to Mars? <laughs> he wants to go. He's still okay. alive. Okay. Okay. So here's he the thing. He can still go to Mars. 
there was an interview there on the uh, slate.com somebody found him and just called him they got his contact information joe yeah yes and just uh started talking to him they said he was weird at first then realized that they were sort of a legit journalist and they had serious inquiries and so he just talked to him and he was like you know what the only way to figure this out is to you know go to mars knowing go. it's a one-way ticket and he was like i would go sign me up i'm 71 and my bones aren't getting any stronger so yeah send me i'd do it he already oh, said he would do it that means he could and we're getting close <laughs> he could theoretically closer. do it if he wants to and he's and he's a weird enough celebrity where he's not a celebrity but it's like oh what are you famous for oh you know <laughs> projecting for cia i could see that and did you see elon musk tweet yesterday no he said i'm not saying ufos are real ufos are real elon <laughs> musk said that on nice. a twitter what the fuck you know come on i mean he's probably reading the same stuff we are and he's like he Whoa. probably is and then the only, okay, I mean, the only difference is instead of a 500 laptop he's reading it on a five hundred thousand dollar laptop but it's the same articles but uh with that I'm going to make a few connections here from Tim's story into kind of like the more recent stuff. So yeah, everything good. we've been talking about with Project Stargate from the 70s and the 80s into the 90s. And guess what happened in the 90s? I watched the best episode, episode two or something of X-Files. It has uh, uh, Jack Black is in it. He runs- Oh yeah, the lightning one. The lightning one. I yeah, saw that two nights uh, ago. Rabisi, uh, Giovanni yes. Rabisi. It's yes, so good. Yes, he said it too. I watched it again. I was like, this is the best X-Files. I love the monster of the week or like thing. Oh wait, that had that filter song on it, didn't it? Yes. Hey man, nice shot, yes. Yeah. Over, like over and over. I was like, <laughs> I was like, how much did they pay for the rights for one episode of X-Files? Well, they had to get their money's worth. Oh yeah, they had it uh, anyway. Outside of that, like newer than the '90s, because this is kind of petering out. Mm -hmm. um, let's go into current news, and I sent you some articles on this stuff. So you have the that uh, who's the Blink One Eighty Two guy, Tom DeLong, DeLonge, DeLonge. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Tom know. DeLong. I don't know, but he. He made the To the Stars Academy, and I think for a while, Lou Elizondo, who, Elizondo, who's been on like every podcast in the world lately about the UAPs and UFOs and stuff. I got to follow all these guys on um, either Reddit or whatever, just watching news because I love like UFOs and stuff like that. But he kind of went off the deep end and people are saying like, you can also be the best CIA plant you can do for disinformation is to give somebody some information and then the rest that's true and then everything else like total garbage and then you know then it's completely well yeah i mean untrue because 10 percent of all like conspiracy theories are true if there wasn't that temper there wasn't a grain of truth in there then yeah. no one would same with religions or anything there's got to be like a morsel there's got to be one real thing in there that gets you hooked it's like no it's real because uh, well, you then you that, that come up thing, with whatever. And then you fill in all the rest with, with all your other it, stuff. So I, I got to skip around between. I'll talk about Tom for a second and then go into Lou and the, the, the next part. So yeah. Tom, Tom's deep in thing and what he's been doing uh, and people have been distancing them from him is he keeps talking about um, how, de how depressing it is when you finally figure out the truth of what these beings are not necessarily uh, aliens and the UFOs, but something else. And it, this is going to tie back into Bob Monroe and some other stuff. This is the, my 15 minute theory I worked on before the, mm -hmm. for this episode. So uh, he's, he's been reading like almost sci-fi stuff. So some early guy. And I, I honestly, I forgot to take that note of who was talking about this. Uh, a remote viewer kept saying he kept seeing beings or something like in his, the spiritual plane or whatever he's traveling around mm -hmm. on kind of like uh 11 in uh the show on the upside down stranger, world. Things. stranger things yeah which was like so yeah we could talk about yeah that later that these entities and stuff they can see you you know you you they're almost like at a different frequency or wavelength or whatever that we're we're living outside of um 
whatever the next dimension up is and these ufos and crafts are coming and they're actually feeding on our experiences and watching us and there's probably somebody standing behind you or some entity or whatever you would never know and it's like depressing he doesn't he doesn't want to sleep at night blah 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 and he's also gone crazy because you know like there's a couple parts parts to this and i'll come to my conclusion in a second but so that's that's tom uh, so he's he's convinced like there's these energy sucking things or whatever. There's a Star Trek Voyager episode where everyone's getting headaches and stuff, and no one knows why they're getting headaches. And all of a sudden, the robot or somebody shifts to like a red phase of light or something, and they see these another a different dimensional beings doing experiments on everybody and putting needles in their heads and stuff. But no one can actually see it or really interact directly with them because they're from another dimension and they're just kind of half phasing in to fuck with them. Yeah, it's creepy. Which is awesome. Cool episode. They're like, everyone's like, ah, get out of my office. I hate you and all this stuff because they have like two different scientists like prodding them and they don't realize it. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's what Tom Tom thinks is happening. It's interesting because you also have Lou Elizondo, who has a book coming out um, with some more quote unquote revelations. But I'll give Lou credit like he's been for a year. He's been doing he he actually worked for the UAP program a long time ago and um quit in 2017 and he's been releasing a lot of the videos and stuff but he also has a non-disclosure agreement so he only does so much but he was he was an interrogator for the military and then later he went through and investigated the uaps or ufos Mm -hmm. and now all of the research really is kind of because of what he was doing to try to get it out in the first place but he said something like on some recent podcasts and stuff, they're like, well, can I expect to see a UFO if I look at the sky? And he's like, well, it depends on your state of mind. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and he's saying, well, I don't know if they're really aliens, if that's what you would say is coming here. The the thing is, and here's my interpretation of that. So they're, everyone's depressing thing. And that was something with Jimmy Carter too, going back to stories. And this is uh, uh, urban legend that because Jimmy Carter saw a UFO uh, before he was president, he was all about, hey, I'm going to release any UFO files. And the the urban legend is deal with the UFOs to Carter. And he got really depressed for like a couple of weeks and then just kind of <laughs> dropped it. Yeah. Like he just wasn't happy about the answer. And I think that they keep going back to that. And now here's the difference. And here's my here's my weird super theory about it and uh and that is like so say there are interdimensional beings around you Mm -hmm. uh, or say we're we're in a zoo of sorts that people can come in uh, or aliens or interdimensional things and come in and look at us and you try to get to the mindset you use the qigong meditation or whatever task but oh my god look at all these things they're looking at me and you get excited and they feed off emotion and that's the theory by the way of the loosh l-o-o-s-h is like they're feeding off emotions of people being sad or scared or horrified or whatever and my thing is maybe they aren't maybe that's what your perception is like say if all of a sudden you're the tv show and you look out at the tv and you start looking around the living room at the people watching you and you're like oh my god and then all the people on the couch are like oh my god (laughs) you know like this is crazy (laughs) you know like or or like say you're getting abducted or whatever or you your astral project and you like kind of fizz up on somewhere and you freak out everyone's going to be like what is this what are you blah 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 so maybe maybe the our perception is like we go to the animal fear instinct that like oh these other beings or these entities or whatever are trying to feed off our negative emotions yeah the state of the world right now it could be like a million ets they're all like friend call home (laughs) and they'd come and like some people would accept them and bring them in and like try to see if they could learn from them and communicate and the other half would just start blowing them away from a distance like pow 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 
I, I like you ain't Jesus. District nine. <laughs> District nine was a good example of that. District nine was pretty awesome. Like some of them were like eating the aliens, trying to gain their powers, and like getting sick from it. And the others were like, "What are you, what are you doing?" They're trying to like do social work and housing and get them money and like <laughs> check on their general welfare. And they just became second class citizens like pretty much immediately. The tall, thin, silk robed alien steps off and walks out. And uh, and somebody's like, your alien money ain't no good here. <laughs> like, that's an interesting kind of segue to my my like kind of take on a lot of the because I love these stories from Stargate and all all the the ideas of remote viewing as well as astral travel and and I don't ever I don't know what happened to me like over the last ten years I just don't care for scientific rationale behind any of it anymore i was like it's like it's just too cool to like it's less interesting yeah and so i and and the the way i like to think about it sometimes which is it can be hypocritical because i'm like like well i can just embrace multiple modes of like reality like really easily it's like just a a talent of mine (laughs) it's like this is reality that is reality they don't work together at all and i can just compartmentalize them for different aspects of my life but there's this like a really fun way to look at a lot of this remotely in astral projection astral travel is to think about a kind of rejecting the cartesian model of like mind and matter being separate and like uh, what was there's a really good um, quote um that is the mind is kind of a fundamental aspect of reality and because of that reality can be seen as an expression of consciousness so like like this idea that like oh did you really travel to mars 1 million bc and like when you're trying to physically and scientifically think about that it doesn't compute it doesn't work but if you accept the idea that is also an author of reality it like suddenly like it's connected like that event that transpired 1 million bc on mars at this location is just as connected to his mind in a box in like rural Virginia in 1984. Uh, to me, that totally matches up because that that understanding of reality is no more or less complicated than the concept of protons and electrons and like well, space also, travel. If you're looking at like the the PK stuff, the psychokinetic stuff, like we we thought with UFOs maybe a million years ago the aliens on mars that were tall and white with these massive or tall and pale whatever they were they didn't exist now now they do because <laughs> yeah. that guy just made just that like, if we can, made we that can, reality a thing as rational adults we can kind of very easily accept multiple universe so i was like i i can totally accept like the 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 concept that reality is really a consensus like it's just something that we agree on and i think it's way more malleable than we let it if we want it to be you're making you're making the loosh chris that was uh, (laughs) some of the and and that was like uh in some of the stuff i sent you guys last night the guy the the one guy that was arguing it was like consciousness isn't even there it's just an awareness that's all it is and it's easy just go freaking sit there and think about it in the the, once you're aware of it everything disappears which is kind of like he's just saying to meditate but uh 100 percent behind it and the universal consciousness is kind of an interesting concept too yeah i mean we could could have a whole episode on the we should we should have an episode on on consciousness Um, it's just like if the concept of like a multiple universe theory where like if i'm if my if reality is created and born from my decision to do one thing or another like there's a reality splits because i decide to move to quebec or I'm just yeah. and like if that's if that's that's if consciousness can create a multiple universe like remote viewing is like nothing <laughs> it's like all i'm doing all you're doing is connecting into a larger like um network well, yeah like with the with the mars thing going back a million years it's really easy to be a skeptic and that that is my gut response is be like well he just sort of he figured the uh, part change out. your gut response but, well i mean that's that's the initial <laughs> one but it's more fun to yeah. just sit there and and just sort of digest it for a little bit and be like why not 
Yeah. Why? It's your life will just be better if you would swallow these, and the whole, these pills. Yeah, the whole ESP astral astral projection. We have enough evidence to sh- like of people like finding the the submarine, this the or uh, finding lost uh, children or kidnap people or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, air striking areas where they're finding them. That it is a it is a thing. It is a, a skill or a talent or it's a there is some sort of availability in the universe to tap into that looking into spooky physics and quantum physics also i'd like to talk to you guys about the church of jesus christ and (laughs) uh tim i've got two mars bars three snickers a twix and a flake somehow i'm just not cut out to be a bounty hunter uh hold on Wait, I got another one. The the best the best people to send to colonize Mars are economists. They enjoy housing bubbles. Uh, wait, 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 hold on. Where do you leave your spaceship if you visit Mars? Hold on, let me let me try to think of a at better a, response than what the at answer a park is. at a parking meteor. Oh my god. All right, god, Tim. So, Tim. So much worse than I thought it could have ever been. Tim, Tim, what's the best way to schedule a trip to Mars? On your bluetooth you you plan it i read a book about the rel- rel- relatively low gravity on mars i really couldn't, couldn't put it down. down yeah okay are you on the same so. website i'm at? no i haven't i, I got that no, one tim is <laughs> naturally good, good at uh, interpreting these actually yeah that's that's pretty good here's a game okay last time we did the esp the 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 star square water game was actually that was a lot of fun and it was really fun to listen to but here's what here's what's going to happen wait tim guess what i just drew on the other side i'm projecting (gasps) yes it's a butthole i astral projected (laughs) you did (laughs) you astral projected the star (laughs) but see that's the thing last time we did the esp so this time i want to do the astral projection guessing game okay so nate i know to astral project you have to lay down and meditate and try to like get into it for probably like an hour but nate nate no put it down on the put it out of screen but where if somebody was on your ceiling looking down they'd be able to see what it is like clearly okay clearly just write a number down and okay. hold on i'm gonna close my eyes i'm gonna speak. i wrote it i wrote it down I, I well hold on let me cut, give me a minute to get it's, over there because it takes if you're looking down at it you should be able to see it All right, right, I'm not, I'm let, the, okay, here, give me a second to get give us a second we're gonna go over there you better try hard i need to get into your room don't steal my louche is it ready i've been i'm drawing it over and over again project okay. and luck i'll be quiet for five seconds seven seven chris it's a four oh chris mm. better than me i had to go there you have to you actually i was have trying to, like, i was trying to picture nate from above no uh, over no, no, top no. of his computer you have to go there you have to like picture yourself going up and then very quickly flying over geographically the There's entire a hunter, way big buck hunter machine like focus See, on that no i was yeah and then and then you actually like and that's why it took me longer than you because i'm coming from louisiana i had to fly up there i actually went through roanoke even though there's a more direct flight because i can physically it's like the movie it's like then i had to find the top of nate's house and i was looking for the roof and then i came in through the roof where i thought he was and i saw the floor all right so what about um, that movie it's like the movie uh sleep oh the doctor uh, sleep doctor sleep oh it's yeah i love great that movie great love that, where she meditates and he just that that was the best whoever was the art direction on yeah that, it is i will say win. we were talking about like best best astral projection in cinema and i i did actually think uh insidious did a really good job yeah yeah with yeah, some yeah. aspects of that but the doctor sleep was really they nailed good. it they nailed really it i like job. dr sleep better than insidious for that and I, I i like the interaction too that they had with each other while uh, projecting yeah. you know yes. it was pretty uh, it was the whole thing was great and also 
goes back to the like the whole luge thing of taking like energy from people they were doing that and the uh that that whole movie that was the whole point so nate write down a number and don't show me or chris uh do you want me to eat it or take a picture of it with my phone you can take a picture of it but the riddler is what number is nate writing down Okay, you ready? Yeah. I, I gotta show it Just to show you. Show us, I'll blur it out. But you YouTube. gotta blur it out and then later do it. Yeah. Okay. I think we're putting it out into the universe. <laughs> so, just to finish that off, so if you know what the number is that Nate wrote down, it's a. Um, uh, you can email us at wizard at dwarfyou.com. That's D-O-R-F-Y-O-U.com. Or you can tweet us at AAO Podcast. Um, you can also text us or email, just make a voicemail, give an answer, whatever it is. What is that number? And you might get some cool a prize. Swag. A prize. Yeah, we got prizes. We got them ready to go. Tim, if you had to, we'll 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 end in a different way. Instead of what did you learn, we'll end on a, a what if. What if? What if you had the expert ability to astral project? Where what would be the first place you would go to? What you have where in the universe? Yeah, I mean, you're going to East. Well, you go to sleep tonight. You're now an expert astral projector. What is the first place you go to? I would go to Mars. A million years ago, plus five minutes, <laughs> and now I would astrally wait for that guy to talk to the aliens. And while he's talking to the aliens who think that he's a hallucination, I'd run up and kick him in the nards and then run away. <laughs> <laughs> what if you astral projected to Mars a million years ago and you're approaching these dying beings and this dying alien looked over and was like, what is that small hallucinatory person talking whoa he just got kicked in the nards <laughs> and then ran away and then you're like hey other tall alien you're not gonna believe what i just watched <laughs> the dude was asking questions and he looked really confused totally got whacked in the narticles that one disappeared i don't know where he went but there's two little things running around we need to get off this planet Nate, where would weird. you same question where would you astral project tonight well it's uh tuesday 10 to 11 i'd see what the lottery numbers are i guess but then i wouldn't be able to buy the tickets i'd have to go like a week ahead and then remember to buy tickets for those lottery numbers yeah i think i would just astral project to uh one million bc plus six minutes in a hide and wait four minutes four minutes <laughs> right go, four minutes Tim. Is about to make NARD contact. I would tackle him and I would just look at the guy and say, Don't tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's like, so to the guy that was astral projecting, his story goes unchanged from his perspective. But the alien is watching this guy talk to him, and these two people are like wrestling, trying to like kicking each other in the NARD behind them, trying, trying to prevent the confused guy from getting narded (laughs) (laughs) series of astral preventions (laughs) 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 (laugh